0: You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host,
1: Austin Defense and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all of their podcast streaming platforms.
0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster face. and of course, joining me is the big life whip, Panda, fresh off. It's the uh, uh what, what were you doing, Panda? Rocking some competitive <laughs> content? I don't even know how to say this.
1: Hey, listen, so me and the boys got together, and we may have been dominating FNCS Opens. <laughs> Unfortunately, we did not call. I will say that right off the rip. However, we were top five hundred the first five games, and then my game crashed, and we got contested by sixteen. It was crazy, but either way, this is the intro of competitive life with Panda, and one last thing i'm gonna say, are you ready? I wanna hear it. this is a this is a bold statement. I think I am the best Fortnite caster player oh and i will and i will put oh. money on that to say that i am the best player that also casts i'm just Be- saying
0: before you take that very very bold <laughs> statement and play because it, it's, it's not me i'm not i'm not the guy challenging you have you mm-hmm. seen aussie antics play fortnite i have okay and you really think you're like you're that guy
1: yeah I'll play three on his server, he plays three on NAE, and I'll show you how it's done. (laughs) All right, all right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Listen, this is all (laughs) off the script, let me tell you. I didn't know he was feeling that kind of way tonight, but hey, he's playing comp, he was feeling good. He had a good session tonight, guys, and that's what we love to hear. Yo, listen, if you're tuning in, episode 131, thanks for being patient with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening from the Fortnite, of course, uh, podcast avenues like the website, spotify dash radio apple thanks guys thank you all for tuning in thanks for leaving those reviews thanks for reaching out to us and we appreciate your persistency consistency when it comes down to reaching out to us on our live streams and you know just making sure we're here to record for you all it's been a very busy week for myself i'm sure it's probably been equally as busy for panda um Mm -hmm. i can say off the bat the reason we didn't record because I was very lazy. It was my birthday week. It was my vo- my wife's birthday week. It all just came compounding down so fast. And um, I feel bad because we we're doing really good. Like We were like, you know, January 6th dropped one, two weeks after that, one week after that. So I do apologize. Uh, thanks, and Thanks for being patient with me. But hey, I needed Move some down. time to myself, man. Birthday week, you know, had to do it
1: especially because you're about to be grinding every weekend with fncs mm-hmm. and then with everything else going on you know that new partnership you announced on practice server you want to talk about it hey man let's talk about it let's talk about what we have been
0: doing with the practice server listen practice server had some huge news in the last couple weeks some still to come out and little would you know we actually have to edit a piece that panda dropped right there out of this episode <laughs> but yes we did announce that we're partnering with war legend we'll break that down a little bit here closely in just a bit but we also announced our verification on twitch so congratulations if i could give a virtual clap sound effect i would insert it here but yes <laughs> twitch partnership for practice server big deal for us and then we launch the website ladies and gentlemen if you want to know what i'm doing behind the scenes like with my entrepreneurial side Check it out at prac.gg. We run a remote production business and, of course, open scrims tournament operations, one of the largest in the NA space and scene. We've been growing. We've had a phenomenal year. So check out what we're doing there. But, Panda, talk about War Legends. Talk about Prac. What does that mean for the comp scene? Last we had episodes, Panda, we talked about Mayhem, the client, the third-party mm-hmm. client that allows ladders and competitions to be tracked inside of Got Acquired by Neantic and they basically disappeared. Now we introduced a War Legend client. Have you gotten to use it?
1: I personally have not, but I'm excited to see how it works.
0: Yeah, okay. So I, I can basically break it down for those of you guys listening Like, what is War Legend? What does this partnership mean? Um, for practice server, it's a pretty big deal, guys, because we're basically platforming the next big tool and that's going to be war legend they're going to be filling those shoes and they're doing oh so much more than any other client has ever done before not only that quite honestly their technology is just the best we had so many people approaching us trying to get us to use their stuff but we decided that war legend is not only the best tool but they're also the biggest entity in the eu when it comes down to um, basically tournament operations and stuff so we figured that hey Let's join hands. Let's get the biggest team in NA and the biggest team in EU to combine forces and take over the scene. And uh, yeah, we're basically in a competitive collaboration to support one another, whether it be via production, tournament ops, and or these tool services. So it really is going to be a neck and neck race to see who can continue to dominate the regions. And uh, yeah, we're excited, man. And listen, the War Legend team has been doing a great job in providing us all that back and support and making this a very seamless, easy and uh strong transition for us because we now have uh, even more tools at our disposal that's pretty awesome. cool and just talk about like people that have tools at their disposal let's talk about just like the world and how they've taken advantage of stocks like hello <laughs> like that that's a tool right there isn't it
1: no without a doubt man you know you go from watching corsair every week right to now having to watch how gamestop goes from less than ten dollars a share Gets it gets all the way up to three hundred plus dollars a share, all because of a Reddit page.
0: Okay, okay. Now, before we get any further, yes, this is a Fortnite podcast. Why is this relevant, Panda? <laughs> Why?
1: All right. So it's relevant because the Fortnite community and Slasher, believe it or have not, entertained this entire GameStop scandal. Like all of this that's gone on in the stock market, the Fortnite community has had a part in it. They've been hyping it up, and you know. When a, a figure like a like a clicks or or anybody of that nature hypes up something especially like this, it's gonna skyrocket. And sure enough, the more uh, entertainers and the more influencers that got involved with this, on top of the Reddit page, etc., you just watch the stock price skyrocket. It was just in what are your thoughts on it monster
0: listen my thoughts were i didn't jump into it i was way too afraid to lose mm-hmm. every penny i owned i saw a lot of people making away like bandit snowman so if you were one of those guys that got involved and uh yeah help uh, i guess that the people all right do the uh do their good bidding on the on the stock market uh stock market and got away <laughs> congratulations on the gains hopefully you didn't get stuck holding a bag of any big shares there but um yeah, yeah man kind of kind of interesting right the power of the internet and especially it really does relate to the Fortnite community because these Fortnite guys, dude, they jump on just the, the weirdest bandwagons, the weirdest trains, <laughs> the weirdest trends. Like Fortnite somehow always intertwines themselves into all these things. And uh yeah, it was it was just one of those weird, interesting, fun topics we want to throw into today's episode. But getting back to like comp and how players are, I guess, doing interesting things, we have the return of M. M B, how about you break down to the people at home what this European
1: trio is? All right, if you don't know who the iconic trio is of MMB, it is Mongrel, Mitro, and Benji Fishy. One, uh, uh like one of the most interesting and scariest trios that you could imagine, right? Especially back in the ca- the, the Daily Cash Cup days, they used to literally win every single cash cup in eu it was just absurd so it's going to be interesting to see what they do in this fncs trio season
0: yeah that's crazy and listen back when they played we're talking was it the retail row original season days like there was Mm -hmm. there was some pretty big hype a lot of enthusiasm behind them and they were dominating back in the day so to see them getting back together i feel like this is the perfect time for it all the content creators or i should say all the influencers, have been advocating for content creation and whatnot and i feel like it's leaking into comp too like the players the pros are leaning into doing that um especially benji fishy benji fishy's done some interesting things right he broke Mm -hmm. away from his power i'd say his his tier one comp trio to play duos with mr savage and again benji and savage were like that's like a content slash competitive dream for some, right? Um, yeah. But he re- he recognized that, hey, the people want that. He gave it to them. Now the people want trios with MMB, and he's delivering again. So I kind of feel like it's Benji behind the, you know, basically the driving mechanism behind um, him making it kind of exciting for himself, his community, and, of course, the entire EU region. So we all get to come in for the, uh, I guess I'd say, pleasant surprise of what's to come for MMB.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even people were kind of uh, surprised because Mr. Savage and Benji did play trios a little bit leading into this, and they were surprised that they broke up. But speaking of Mr. Savage, he played with Tayson Eye eyedrops today in mm-hmm. opens. Mm-hmm. Game one, 56 elimination Oh, wins. gosh. Oh, gosh. What? Yeah. It, 56 eliminations? That's wild.
0: People wonder why I'm always doing VOD reviews on this guy. Like, he does stuff like that. <laughs> like, he literally shows up and pops off these these... Ridiculous runs. Guys, if you ever watched one of my VODs where I'm covering uh, these 50, 40-plus bomb Elim games, understand that it's not even a commentary at that point. It's literally an all Jaw drop, like, how? Steamroll. It, it, it's not, It's like you want to learn something, but there's nothing to learn because they're too good. They're just way ahead of the competition so uh yeah we'll probably do a video on that check the youtube channel out for that one we'll we'll do a little reaction at, at this point they're just reactions <laughs> <laughs> but, like like at this point they're just reactions man um this is a perfect time to segue to reacting to the wooting and razor huntsman keyboard because the fact that there's keyboards out there now uh mirroring the controller experience is very interesting in fortnite because this is one step closer to uh i guess a competitive advantage but also keyboard and mouse just dominating right because i feel like there was a time and place in recent times where controllers were on top but with the rise of the new wooting and the razor huntsman style keyboards is this uh is this going to continue to be the case i guess is my question
1: yeah, and I've personally been using the wooden keyboard. I picked it up a few weeks back and have been playing around with it, kind of adjusting to it, but it almost feels like a fresh new take on Fortnite. Because remember, I never messed around with double movement. We talked about it in another podcast. And I personally had never really dove into the double movement binds and stuff. So that was never really for me. But now that I have the wooden keyboard and I've tested it out and played around with it, Not only are, like, the actuation adjustments really cool in the keyboard, but having that additional layer to the movement piece of Fortnite on KBM, like, it's kind of crazy. And then you got the Razer one, right?
0: Yeah, I picked the Razer Huntsman V2. So, basically, Razer, a competitor in the keyboard space, saw what was going on, I'm assuming, with the wooting keyboard and how uh, it quickly rose to popularity and sold out everywhere, uh, basically worldwide. Um, and then razer just released it like out of nowhere just said hey we got it too we have some sick technology we're working on and it's this analog technology life actually how about you break that down for us panda because there's probably people listening and i don't want them to get lost like what is the difference between these keyboards and i guess a normal keyboard and how does it make it so much better of an experience inside of fortnite
1: yeah absolutely so, let's talk about like a ducky one- too many. This is the sixty percent keyboard that was extremely popular uh, amongst the community for a while. Wait, wait, wait. And
0: what's a sixty percent keyboard?
1: So, let's start there. A sixty <laughs> percent keyboard is a smaller version of a keyboard. So only sixty mm-hmm. percent of the keyboard is actually present, hence the name. Now, those keyboards rose quickly in the Fortnite scene because it took up less space on your desk. And you know with the building aspect and everything else going on in Fortnite, you are flicking around your mouse like crazy. So extra space on the desk was obviously very important. Now you have the wooting keyboard. This is the new trend keyboard, so to speak, in the Fortnite community for, like Monster said, the analog movement. So now what happens with this keyboard is it has a mode button. As soon as you press the mode button, it changes the color of the keyboard and you know you are in when you press the WASD keys on the keyboard, it actually moves it similar to joystick movement. And within the application, both for the Wooting and the Razor Huntsman, you can actually adjust the level of turn speed and movement for each key press. So it is a very, very interesting take on a keyboard, but like we mentioned, it provides an advantage you are able to just run sideways and build and look different directions. All the advantages that controller had with movement now in a keyboard.
0: That is, that is just insane. Like who thought, whoever thought of that GGs and congratulations. Obviously we can see people are reaping the benefits here. Selling out worldwide is no simple feat by any means. That's a ridiculous accomplishment. And what a perfect storm for it to hit the Fortnite game because This is like a problem in the Fortnite game. I'm curious to see if Epic is going to either one of two things. Action against this uh, software technology. Like, what is it? I don't know. But also, are they just going to give everyone else the ability to do it in the game? Because we know they can. The creative world or save the world inside Fortnite has really good movement. Like, they basically have 360 movement and save the world Fortnite game but in the br you do not have that movement that's what makes this so interesting is that they can quite literally turn it on it seems and they haven't so um let's talk about this panda what are your takes on epic do you think they're gonna allow this to continue to be a thing i feel like epic doesn't really action things until it becomes a problem um yeah uh, now that it's so popular is this a problem or is this just a perk if you got the money
1: So, this is what I'll say. I watched um, an Aussie Antics video. Uh, Shout out to him, even though I just challenged him earlier in this podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, He made a whole video on the Wooting Keyboard and some, like, myths about it, like, with it potentially giving aim assist and stuff like that. And within this video, he talks about how it reflects in TOS. And he actually broke down how TOS says that this keyboard is, in fact, okay. Now. That doesn't mean that Fortnite couldn't go back and change TOS because of this keyboard. But as of right now, the keyboard is safe to use.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it. For those of you guys at home, I know someone's already picked up the internet, searched it, and probably ordered one. Congratulations, my friend. (laughs) Seems like you made a good bet. Uh, I know I sure as heck saw it, purchased one just because I said, why not? I want to make a review myself, figure out what all the hype's about. And, uh, yeah, I didn't wait for someone to tell me it was okay. So if you made it this far, you got <laughs> patience, my man. Seriously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, uh, well, that's cool. That's cool. Talked about other cool things. Zayt returns to Fortnite competitive. But before we get there, let's talk about the history of Zayt here Life of Panda. Um, The man just quit the game, like, two or three weeks ago and then came yeah. back. So is it really a return, or how do we look at this? Is he a faker? Like, what's the deal?
1: All right, so let's talk about it because we talked about it in a previous in the previous podcast, we talked about him leaving. We ha- talked about him then playing with Benji Fish uh, for DreamHack and and all of that, but we haven't really talked about the full evolution of Zayt, right? Because Zayt starts off as one of the most consistent Fortnite players ever. He drops off because he wants to focus on content, right? This is the, the timeline. Then he plays this DreamHack, and then FNCs announces all these changes to the way that they are going to handle FNCS moving forward with them uh, vaulting shockwaves and the rift fish and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And he was like, you know what? This is every change that I wanted in competitive Fortnite. Maybe I should come back. That was his thought, right? But he didn't come back quite easily. Then he started focusing more on the content again and again. And he realized, you know what? This content creation stuff just isn't for me. I'm struggling with it. And he said, you know what? I'm coming back.
0: Which which by the way, he was pulling ridiculous viewers. So this just mm-hmm. really goes to show guys that you know streaming, content creation, um, all these viewers and you know having the pressure to have to perform on camera every day is not for everyone. For some people, they really look at this as a dream job. And Zayt had the taste, I guess, of true stardom, true pressure of what it's like to be a top-tier influencer and have tens of thousands of people relying on yeah. you and your content and uh yeah it wasn't for him he was not feeling it and he said hey man i'm only this young for oh so long basically he looked at like consecration as like uh yeah, like a re- like the true retirement like man i'm an old man kind of deal like i'm out the game right <laughs> and he, he literally announced on twitter like a couple days later, he says hey you know what i'm only this young for oh so long and i'm at the peak of my game like I should keep playing pro before I can't actually perform as a pro anymore. Um, So, you know, kudos to him, kind of realizing the pros and cons and weighing his situation and timeline. Uh, I think he made the right decision, right? Because you don't want to regret leaving too soon, especially when you're in your actual prime in the game. So for him, he weighed the two, felt like it was better to come back. And um, yeah, I, I think it just makes it very interesting because he is quite literally at the peak of any which spectrum he wants to be on, but he has chosen to stay out of the attention and the limelight and just continue to be a pro behind the scenes. So I think it just really is kind of cool to see that there are people out there that do not care about stardom and attention and just want to be the best at their craft. And I think that's what makes someone like Zayt just, you know, the exceptional player that he is because it's quite clear that he wants to focus on competitive.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And it's kind of funny, right? Because when we all saw him say that he was going to create content, we were both sad and excited, right? Mm-hmm. I feel the same way for him returning to Fortnite comp. right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sad now that I'm not going to see the content and him like really break down this stuff. But I'm also excited to see him compete. So it's one of those things that that's kind of interesting. But speaking of returning to Fortnite, right? Let's talk about the opposite of that leaving fortnite because guess what tsm dropped their entire competitive fortnite roster
0: i was hoping you just skipped a topic man it it pains me to see a team just do this to their entire roster Mm. um yeah saf no longer part of the team macwood dropped felix dropped they basically dropped not only some of the best players in the world saf and macwood who were actively creating content But they also released their content creator Felix from Fortnite too. So to me, it looks like they fully pulled out of Fortnite as a game. What does that mean? I don't know because Comp has been uptrending. If anything, this is a time where you feel like all that blood, sweat, and tears, all that investment, maybe it's finally worth it. Let's go ahead and dive in and you know continue to you know look for that return return on investment because the game's uptrending and they've been so much, I guess, receptive, so much more receptive to third parties, but. Nope, they do the opposite. You know what that led to, though? Let's Zexro announce that he's coming back to Fortnite. So, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's about to get dropped from TSM for saying that. <laughs> like, low-key. Low-key. No, seriously. They dropped their entire roster. Not even two, three weeks later, Zexro's talking about, I'm playing Fortnite again. And he nearly quals, by the way, for the FNCS warm-ups that we ran at Prague. Like, he really? Was, yes, he was literally several, either a a team or two off of qualifying for the top teams in the region, right? Because it was all the best teams on NA. Yeah, He was literally outside the bubble after not playing Fortnite for months.
1: That's crazy. Imagine still being able to compete at that level after months of not playing the game. That's basically like that Zay, is just dude. Wild to me.
0: He's pulling a Zay, except he really did retire. Like he really did quit the game for quite some time. <laughs> uh, you, you know, he still plays comp. He was playing Valorant and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think he's like on the uh, he's on the bubble. He's on the cusp. He sees what's uh uptrending, I guess, with uh, Fortnite in recent yeah. times in comp. And yeah, it got Zay to come back. It's getting people like Zachster to think, hey man, this looks kind of good. You know what I mean? So it really is what players are looking for. So. I am very curious to see how Epic continues to cater to the comp scene and continues to support the comp scene um, because there's teams exiting, but there's teams joining last week. We talked about endless picking up day, but also we talked about how endless just rebranded to be a new organization in the space. And now they picked up a huge player and champion in reverse UK. Talk to me about that Panda.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is massive news as of today. Uh, Reverse 2K is officially signed to Endless. If you don't know, he was signed to uh, the New Age, TNA, which we talked about probably six months ago when he was signed. And honestly, a very big part of TNA's initial like launch to where they're at now, I would definitely say, is that that original signing of Reverse 2K, Day, Miro, now all three of those players are no longer there. You have Endless signing, Reverse, and Day, you have extra signing Miro. So, what does that mean for the future of TNA? I don't know, but big props to Endless uh acquiring reverse 2K. And it's really interesting because he literally just left TNA earlier this week. So it was a quick transition from TNA to endless.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming, you know, obviously his partner Day had a had a say in that, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. there's uh there's a contract ending over here, guys. Maybe you want to pick up my boy. Um, and he gets signed, and it's It's really cool because, you know, we we just talked about TSM, like, dropped their roster. Reverse Mm -hmm. was on TSM, guys, and he said himself. He just didn't feel like it was home. It didn't feel like it was family for him. And that's when he announces that he was coming to the new age. And I remember that announcement because he drops, like, so video and this, like, tweet and this, even his tweet longer about how, like, why he's transferring teams and also why he believes in some of these new teams. Like, he wants to build something. He wants to be a part of it. So... I'm very curious as to why not TNA? Like, is it the money? Is it the, you know what I mean? Does he really not, I guess, agree with the leadership there? Like, why would someone like Reverse UK who took the risk in joining in with TNA and then took a trophy for TNA with TNA mm-hmm. and they were making content or seems to be doing everything right? I think they even dropped a video on like this gaming mansion and all this stuff, right? Like they're trying to do everything right as an org. Why yeah. not them? And now why endless? Um, just boggles my mind.
1: Well, and a little side note, right? They released a video about a week and a half ago, uh, uh in the mansion. It was like a food challenge or something. And Reverse was in it, so it's not like this has been like a, a a process that he's been considering for a while, or at least the team has known about him considering for a while. This was a quick transition from TNA to to Endless. But you know what? I mean, TNA they've been doing really well. They're their support for reverse 2K publicly on social has been massive like they they were all very supportive of him getting released from TNA and then signing to Endless so it's good to see that organizations still kind of take the high road even if it, it could be potentially a big loss for them
0: I mean, yeah, no doubt about it. It, You might as well try to milk every ounce of it. I mean, I'm assuming that's why they were like, hey, Reverse, you're filming all week long, bro. We're getting this content. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, take advantage of the big name while you got it, man. That's the the whole idea, right? They're investing in these massive profiles and players and... You really want to build the biggest fan base that you can while you can and that's that's the whole double-edged sword that's the whole give and take of being on a team and signing players to a team you really want people that are going to bring you i guess uh you know so, some kind of benefit in some way not just the numbers but the fan base so that when they leave you can continue to grow with them right turn uh, uh, yeah. convert those guys um that that's that's definitely what's important here so versus k signs to endless fncs is around the corner you did it once before He's going to maybe do it again because he is actually one of the top, top picks right now being that he has decided to go back to trio wing with day and Miro um, Miro versus re video on team extras, YouTube side note, by the way, just <laughs> dropped. I got to commentate that. Re is a cool. different animal. Re slapped up Miro on NA East and West so I'm a little bit concerned for that trio. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, yes, they're a championship trio. Yes, trios are so different because it's team dynamic and stuff. But I just want to say, if you want to watch a very dope video, check out Re versus Miro. They go six. They go best to seven on East and West. I commentate over every game. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Re is a different kind of animal, but okay, Panda, I'm done taking off off the the course here. Um, (laughs) To get us to the next topic.
1: Yeah. And honestly, we've talked about reverse 2K. We've talked about FNCS. We talked about the adjustments that, that brought really Zay back to competitive Fortnite. So let's talk about what those adjustments are because they're pretty big and they're strictly to the competitive loophole. If you don't know, like we mentioned in, in the last podcast, the Rift fish and the shockwaves gone. They adjusted the the lever action a little bit, made it a little bit uh, more available, but Mm -hmm. now they had the Storm Scout sniper rifle available for purchase in competitive. People were finding ways to get it and it was a big tool used. Now, Epic stepped in. They said, you know what? We don't like the advantage that this gives. We're taking it out. So, a big, big adjustment here to say the least for FNCS, but hopefully... The teams that were kind of practicing around that are, have been able to adjust accordingly because that could be a big change for someone that's kind of been in, introducing that or including that in their game plan.
0: And there were people doing that. There were pro players out there. Um a couple splits named after pros. And don't I guess someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was called the Kami split, the Kami split, uh EU player. They had this split where they spread out across the map. They took quick challenges. They got all the loot needed, like the gold basically, and purchased it almost every single game consistently, which meant that, hello, you're getting a team with a Storm Scout Sniper who can literally predict the zone round after round. Um, The advantage, yeah. right? Like it's an undeniable, ridiculous advantage for the team that knows where the zones are going to pull way before they actually show off. So, um. It kind of bums me to not see the shenanigans go down and, like, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, literally watch someone be the Nostradamus of the Fortnite world, but it makes sense, man. It, it had to get taken out, so shout-outs to Epic, man. I dropped a tweet on Twitter basically saying, um, hey, guys, what do you, what do you guys think? Epic stepping in. Thoughts and... Most of the, most of the responses were hashtag bring back console. They're not really listening, so I don't know. People, yeah. <laughs> we we're always gonna be upset, but uh, I think everyone else is like, you know, kind of okay with it.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I want. I'm curious today because today was the first day of uh, FNCS opens. I'm curious how many console players grieved pro players Because oh, we talked about it. Like, right. I wonder if it actually made a difference, or if it was just free 50 pots for the pro players. Dude,
0: that's so funny. I'm going <laughs> to ask Twitter that. After this podcast over, after I record this and edit this, I'm asking social media, yo, what happened? Who was on the hit list? Who got got? And who had a rough time during <laughs> opens if you streamed it? That's so funny. Uh, definitely, definitely funny. And that, that was like a lot of drama too, right? Like That was... That was a lot of the, I guess, concern for players. Um, mm-hmm. The hit list was large, it was long. It really revolved around a bunch of PC pros. If you guys didn't listen to the last episode of the podcast, um, go check it out. It's it's well worth. We talk about some interesting stuff there. And this week, we still don't know the results, so we'll find out in the next episode. Tune back and then <laughs> the, the trilogy series of have the console players been successful? Um, but talking about that and like drama and stuff, this. Brings us to our last topic of the day, which is Ronaldo. Um, I don't know if I want to say he got in trouble, but he got what I would call a stern warning. And before we get into what he got a warning for, uh, for um, I want to preface this by just saying I believe that this is a warranted warning, and it's because he is an influencer with Mm-hmm. mega influence like he is literally one of the top influencers so you are whether you like it or not a pillar of uh i don't want to use the word not a pillar of support but you're a role model in in a way right like you are basically a yeah. role model you're an influencer people are going to follow your lead so anyways this is not a big deal but it's still a deal ronaldo made some mistakes or he did something that he thought was going to be funny take us your panda
1: no, absolutely. So just to break it down, he put some inappropriate numbers in his name. Naturally, it causes him to get this warning, right? But I want to talk about this from a couple different angles. So obviously, you putting inappropriate stuff in your name, it's not going to help your brand. Number one. Number two, Ronaldo. If you see Ronaldo Qual, for instance, right? Let's like let's say he's top five in these semis this weekend, and you see clicks, fan, and these numbers you're not going to realize it's Ronaldo potentially missing out on the opportunity to draw people towards your brand, whether it be your Twitter, Twitch, et cetera. Right. So you're missing out on that opportunity there. But number two, like monster mentioned, he has a massive influence and he's influencing all these other people to change their name before FNCS to inappropriate things or borderline inappropriate things. And honestly, like you all not saying everybody here is this, but you all listening at home, think about this. When you are building a brand, especially in competitive Fortnite, because there's so much opportunity there to build a brand, you want to build a brand around one name. Now we get it. Ronaldo has a brand, Ronaldo. But when you change your name to ClicksFan and these numbers, it ultimately deters people away from your content because guess what? Some people, not all, but some people won't know that's you.
0: Yeah, End and story like. And I was just going to say, just to take a step further, like, where where's the orgs? Like, what are you guys just going to step mm-hmm. in? And hello, NRG, the org should be straight up not allowing their players to do this. No org should, like, scented as well. His name is Lowground King. Like, as a caster, I'll be honest, I'm sick and tired of having to explain whose crazy name on the screen is actually what pro player so the people can actually make sense of why we're yeah. excited about these... These players right because we're trying to build a narrative and a story but just also like from a business perspective man one of the orgs gonna step in i'm literally starting to feel like so this is a little bit of a side note but i'm gonna make it like an analogy in a sense like the rap scene right the rapper community the hip-hop community like a lot of those guys like you know they show up late to meetings their managers are you know, trying their hardest to, like, you know, wrangle them, right? It's, like, like, kind of like the Wild West. I feel like the Fortnite players are kind of like the Wild Wild West. Like, these are the guys <laughs> that are like, yo, dog, wait, what? I got to show up on time? Nah, bro, I don't care about that. What, my name has to be this? Nah, man, this is my name because I'm doing whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's kind of the Wild Wild West. Um, yeah. With the Fortnite players, and it continues to be that, and the orgs don't step in. And sorry if my analogy sucked, but... I just had an experience recently with some rappers and stuff. So that's why I'm saying it. I'm talking about firsthand experience. These guys are late and, you know, just again, unprofessional, but it was, it was still a fun time. I can relate. You know, I, I grew up in that that side of town, but anyways, <laughs> listen, it, it, was, it was just interesting. All right. We're trying to get stuff done and people are not trying to get stuff done, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it, it's up to the management. It's up to the, the team supporting them to be the guys to step up. Someone's got to be the alpha, right? And you'd hope that it's, Dude's trying to do the business, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's reflective of their brand, right? And this is just like not even on this drama, right? He clicks saying inappropriate stuff on Twitter to uh, uh, executives at Epic because he's not happy with the game, right? This is just another example of like, orgs need to step in and say something. and, And just, whether it be, you don't necessarily have to quote unquote punish them, but have a conversation with them like, hey, listen, this isn't professional. You are representing us. Dude, you
0: t- talking about that? Like talking uh, about mm-hmm. that? Were you watching Clicks's social media on Super Bowl day? No. Okay, he said something way, way out of line to Donald Mustard, the CEO of Epic Games. Like, yeah, Clicks. I don't know what's going through that kid's mind, but I, I, I. <laughs> it makes me laugh because I can't believe the stuff that these guys say to like grown adults and like again biting that like literally he this guy he spit on and bit the hand that feeds him i'm telling you no lie like it was it was bad um i just had to like my messaging after that was just like Fortnite kids in my timeline going crazy today and that thing blew up (laughs) like that tweet instantly blew up because everyone knew i was literally side tweeting at clicks like i'm like yo what is your problem bro like um yeah. anyways uh adults out there have fun if you guys want to go you know feed into it and if you saw what i'm talking about because you guys followed the drama and this guy's just social media i'm sure you agree with me it was uh crazy but to say the least yeah this is the least panda
1: yeah i mean uh, uh, honestly it's like at some point somebody's got to step in I don't care if it's organizations epic like somebody's got to step in and be like listen I get that you guys are are young but guess what this is like this stuff just doesn't fly and epic has kind of stepped in in the whole Ronaldo situation but let's hope uh these kids start to learn a little bit because you know as this community evolves and and you have like the the ones getting some of them getting older and then you have the younger wave coming into it. Like hopefully they balance each other out in a way that they can kind of teach the younger crowd to do better than they are currently doing.
0: Yeah. And then there's people like calculator who started off literally like on the worst side of the spectrum. And he's yeah. made the the biggest like 180 ever, right? Like he's completely in the other direction, turned his whole entire image around. He's, you know, advocating for good, trying to get involved with charity work and his org does a fantastic job. Shout out to BBG, man. I'm doing just good things over there. Although, they don't police everyone. Bucky's a wild wild scenario on social media. Kanata's yeah. a wild scenario on social media. So, like, you know, it's, it's a give and take. It's a scale balance. I get it. But uh, I guess that's Fortnite for you. People can change. Calc is just a great example of someone who's been doing really good for himself in the recent times. That's All right. Awesome. Other than that, though, Panda, any last words? Before we slide out the door, these last topics are just funny, man. I I can't, you know, I can't hold a serious tone because, you know, I I try to keep this very family friendly for the most part, work friendly for the people at home. Um, But These topics are just crazy. Like it gets harder and harder sometimes to make episodes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt, especially with this community. But honestly, like it's been great, man. Uh, We've been, like we said, we've been kind of uh, crazy with Monster's birthday, his wife's birthday and everything else but glad that we could bring another podcast to you all we literally before this monster was like oh hey can we record at five and i was like hey is, is it possible that i can record after fncs and, and and his initial thought was like next week and yeah, I was yeah. like, no, 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 like tonight. We'll we'll get it done. We want to make sure we get a podcast for you all tonight. That is why it is 10 o'clock at night, and we are recording a podcast for you all.
0: Yeah, Fortnite fam. I thought this man was trying to delay us another weekend. Like, I'm like, yo, we're <laughs> we're already late. We gotta, we gotta like go. Like, <laughs> but we, we got it done. We extended it back. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, guys, catch life with panda at life with panda, at life w panda on his social handles. As always, send all of your complaints to myself at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out at Fortnite Podcast on Twitter. And if you want my personal content at MonsterDeepFace on all social handles. Hopefully, we get some, like, Savage view in there with the 50-plus Elim game. We'll see what's up. But anyways, until next time, y'all, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.